This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. on Infinite Films, brought to you by All Too Real 2 Podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame, Hector, and Carta. That's a a name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Much like what we're talking about was a, a movie. Yeah. As in it was moving pictures. It was, yeah, technically by the, you know, the definition, it was a movie. Yes. It, it, I, I watched it on a television. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't mean everything you watch on a television is a movie. No. There's these things called TV shows. I don't know if you've heard of them. But... Well, they also are moving pictures, so it's kind so of weird. That, that's true. They're not movies, but they are but, still. But they move. <clears throat> exactly. Whoa. Sorry, I'm already starting to get a sore throat just from uh, thinking about this movie. Yeah. Well, so as you probably know from the title of this episode, we are covering the 2000. And eleven film Green Lantern two thousand eleven. Like the truth. Yep. Twelve years ago, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just checking. This was made after Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And uh the original Spider-Man movies and yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, so nowadays you may know the uh, the man who calls himself Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as the <laughs> guy who just sold a uh, green color based uh, cell phone company. <laughs> who you know if you want to sponsor the show I'd be more than happy to you know talk about you in more detail so if you're listening cell phone company <laughs> Mint Mobiles that was his company right yeah he owned 25% of it or something oh okay and um, and 
sold it for billions of dollars. I mean, I don't yep. know how much he got, but um, well, he got a lot from it. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, but he's and he's staying on as their spokesperson, um, and probably getting okay. paid for that too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So this this guy Ryan Reynolds, who you may know from uh, such classics as uh, Nickelodeon's Fifteen. Um, or um, the greatest sitcom of all time, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. <laughs> yep, which then got changed to just Two Guys and a girl, girl at one point, right? Yes. Because the pizza place was like, yeah, we don't need that anymore. No, the pizza place got fired <laughs> from the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't it literally burn down? I, I don't remember. Oh, but, I thought it actually burned down. Like, literally got fired. <laughs> it might, it may have, but you know, it, know. Di- it didn't have a good agent, I guess, to stay and on the it's show. It's been like yeah. almost fifteen years or twenty years since I've even watched it. So. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you 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 may know him from those wonderful things, or um, <laughs> you know, um, such uh, movies. As Blade Trinity, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, the uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch made for television movie. <laughs> he was. He was in that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, he was uh, in uh, Just uh, Friends, uh, which I love. I think. I mean, I know what movie is kind of. Yeah. yeah. Very, very dated, but I still think it's funny. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, he he was in that. Um, he was also in that that Wolverine um, pre not prequel um, Bex you know origin story. Yeah, where he played a where version he played, of, um, a version of Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> A weird version of Deadpool, but yeah. He was also in the uh, 2003 film Foolproof. Oh, that's right. Canadian heist film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we will cover for this podcast someday, I believe. Um, yeah, we, we, were, we were going to at one point and then... Yeah, we didn't for some reason. I don't remember why, what happened or yeah. why, but yes, I remember it was on YouTube and it was like, because isn't, isn't that kind of how he started Mint Mobile by just basically... Oh, he, he had already, it had already been a thing, but he gave it out as a free movie on there. Oh, um, right, right, yeah. yeah. So, um... Out in the trees. Yeah, he, um... Anyways, he, he's he's an actor. <laughs> Probably best known as Deadpool. Um... And, uh... Which is a much better superhero film than Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah. So, so thoughts here on Green Lantern before we get into it. Initial thoughts. Nah. I don't know. It was okay. It's just um, kind of boring. Yeah. And and listless. Like, I didn't really know what, like, what it wanted to be plot wise. It was just kind of like it, it kind of reminded me of like like a group project type of scenario where you know instead of having like a 
unified theme it was just like each person just kind of put their own thing on it without any regard for like there's no real thesis what, statement yeah it's just like oh i i like this thing so i've got to put this like yeah i know it's a group project but even though it's a group it's supposed to be somewhat unified it's not just each individual person's thing and just uh-huh. put it on there you know that, that's what it felt like to me it was just like it was like oh there's a backstory going on okay we're gonna see the origin story and then it was like and it just like <laughs> fell away and then it was like a new new thing and it was like oh so now we're getting into like the superhero montage cool and then it was like oh i guess we're off that now like it was just like and they're like oh we got the villain thing with his story is going side by side and so i think it's interesting i think the villains hector story had more depth to his thing than the actual main character which is the green lantern like so yeah yeah my my feelings on this whole movie is basically that it was all exposition with no plot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. It's like, yep. hey, here's your characters, um, and we'll have them do something for about 10 minutes at the end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like when you, you know, you, 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 you go to a dance party, let's say, okay? All right. And uh, let's say the party's, you know, scheduled to go from, you know, 8 till midnight, all right? And from 8 until 11.45, you're meeting everybody at the party. And then they say, hey, now we can dance. We got 15 minutes left, yeah. Yeah, that's this movie. It's, uh, that actually would have been a better movie if, like, Ryan Reynolds led, like, a, a whole community dance at the end, kind of like with Saving Christmas, but better. Yeah. And, like, a breakdancing or montage like, or whatever. Or maybe, like, some, uh, big, uh, big, like, you know, Bollywood number at the end or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But, no, we didn't get that, so. No. I'd like to see the Green Lantern Corps doing a Bollywood dance number. Yeah, that yeah. would that would be cool. Or just put him in like you know, instead they like got these new suits that are like uh, they look like um, I don't know, like those suits that the that Run DMC used to wear, and then in the eighties. Oh, and, uh, and yeah, then, yeah. Then they those... just start then they just start break dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I actually would pay to see that. Yes, Some like theaters the, next watch that opening night. Speaking of those kind of track suits, this is totally off topic, yeah. but um, I saw online today that um, the grocery store Aldi is selling track suits and like bucket hats like Run DMC wore. Oh my God. Branded Aldi. What? Yeah. Oh, so it's actual yeah, it's Aldi like, like brand. Okay. Yeah. Like it's got the Aldi logo on them. And oh my God, that's, that's crazy. I want to buy one just because um, I would not uh, expect that from yeah. Aldi. This uh-huh. seems weird, but, um, okay. It's, and I mean, again, whatever. Aldi, if you're listening and you'd like to sponsor our show. Um, yeah, I mean, I like their, I like it. Yeah. You know. get good groceries and they're a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. The only downside, sometimes they don't have certain things, but you can still get a lot of good stuff there. And it's uh, this is cheaper, a lot cheaper actually. And, and they have um, these, and they have these really good chicken patties 
and make really. Oh yeah! Good, oh god! Oh, oh I know those. And they also have good wings when they have yeah. them, but then again, yeah, the, that's the not chick, really so the much. The chicken patties make really good, good chicken sandwiches. Yeah, and, they do, and, and 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 they don't come with homophobia, like um, like a yeah, certain exactly. chicken chain. Well, uh, I wouldn't say they're as good as as Chick Fil A chicken, but but they're still but, pretty but they're good. Pretty at, good, you know. You you don't feel yeah. like guilty for eating them. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And plus, you you get a pretty good chicken sandwich from McDonald's, even that's pretty you know mm. pretty good. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Wendy's, whatever. Yeah. The Green Lantern, Wendy's, I don't know, whatever. Yes. So anyways, The Green Lantern um, is a movie. Yeah. I believe. It, it is. I mean. So what's happening here in this, uh, I guess uh, you can call it plot. I mean, at this point, you could probably just mention anywhere in the movie because it doesn't really matter because there really is no point a to b here but yeah, i mean it's, it's i st- guess it starts out like billions of years ago i guess yeah it's it's basically <laughs> like you know, like the sort of the origin i guess of the <laughs> the green lantern core who's because there's like different there's like 3600 different sectors of the universe which i don't really know why we need to notice at the beginning of the movie but fine and then and then, um, and again, like we're basically being told this, we're not really being shown it. We're just like told like the story immediately. And then they basically, there to kind of protect the universe from evil and, and all of the stuff. And, you know, we're kind of told, I don't even know if we're told at this point, but we're told that there was one, there's like a force out there that's really evil and it's like, Praise on your fears or something, and then uh, I, I don't remember when they even talked about this guy or who um, he was. But well, while we're while we're on the subject of this movie too, you know, because we're getting into the plot. Before we get too deep into that, I want to mention the fact that um, the director of this movie is Martin Campbell, who directed Casino Royale, Hank. and Goldeneye, and and The Mask of Zorro. <laughs> well. Um, he, he he did a really good job with those movies. Yep. And from what I hear from the behind the scenes things is he wanted to cast um somebody else in the lead role. Oh yeah. Um I guess he wanted to cast Bradley Cooper <laughs> and, wow. was, and was basically so pissed off that the studio didn't let him because Bradley Cooper wasn't as well known at the time. Right. Yeah. And he, he basically was so pissed off that he basically took out his anger on Ryan Reynolds. Oh, God. and Ryan Reynolds was happy when this movie failed. Well, yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. I would be too. Yeah, uh, this because um, he didn't want to work with him again. Well, I don't blame him. You got someone yeah. that's treating you like shit. But um, and the story was by um, was by Greg Berlanti, the oh okay the the head of the Arrowverse. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Green and Mark Guggenheim. Mark Guggenheim, who worked as one of the like architects of the Arrowverse as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> Some good people involved. I'm just trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, what... that's the thing. There's a lot of good people involved. I don't know if it was War Warner Brothers' show. involvement that fucked it up or what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that just goes to show just because right. you have a lot of good people involved doesn't automatically mean it's going to be good. You still need some kind of teamwork and a cohesive story or a mission statement that kind of keeps everything going because otherwise, like I said before, you're just going to have a group project type of situation where each person is just putting their own thing on there without regard to, you know, what the project is actually supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, we get we get this exposition about you know where the Green Lanterns came from, the Green Lantern Corps or the core, and then you yeah, know I'd... fighting against evil. You know, yeah, we get this little thing, you know, in space, the planet Oa's where they're, I guess, where they're stationed yeah. or whatever. And then, uh, and then after we get that, we get you know our Hell Jordan, who's just like, you know, just like imagine. Well, we we also have, first we have we have we have an issue where the the um para this thing this being called parallax has um is like destroying a lot of the lantern core yeah and uh aben sir is one of the lanterns who is of sector 2814 <laughs> And he's basically about to die because of everything, and he's trying to find a replacement for himself. So, like he tried to fight it, but then he got beat up too bad. Yeah, and even Sir <laughs> is um <clears throat> is voiced by Tamara Morrison, aka Boba Fett. Oh and, wow! And Django Fett. <laughs> yeah, and That's um. And then he, you know, he also went on to uh, play uh, the dad of Aquaman in um, in the movie <laughs> Aquaman. So, wow, yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot we got Parallax, which is interesting because <laughs> it sounds <laughs> a little bit like paralyzed. Yeah, and his whole thing is fear. So you like <laughs> paralyzed by fear. You get it. You get it. You get it. And it's like, yeah, we get it. You don't need to like throw it in our face we get it like we're not stupid here but no you should draw and, me up draw me a picture and put it in a comic book form yeah oh, wait. well speaking of drawing the pictures <laughs> i mean it looked like someone drew a picture yes. and then just like put it on a screen and that was pretty much what parallax looked like it looked like freaking um uh, galactus but worse yeah from the fantastic four movie from like 2005 or whatever yeah and um you know uh and yeah, uh, he's just like this yellow, fiery, like face sort of ish. It's hard to describe because it doesn't really look at your face necessarily. Uh -huh. but kind of, it's really it's. It's like it's a big, hard to. It's like a big smoke monster almost. It's too. just yeah. like yeah, it's just so yeah. weird. Like you hear the voice, like it's very guttural, deep, you know, growling <laughs> shit or whatever. And yeah, yeah, the the dude ends yeah, up it was, just it was getting... voiced by Clancy Brown, who is a really good voice actor, and. uh actor that you know from things like lost and stuff so he's a good actor but still yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so this dude this green lantern guy just gets completely right. wrecked by parallax ends up falling down to earth and that that's where well we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves yeah. so, so so that happens uh, and then we then we cut to lurk we 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 meet our lead yeah. actor i guess yeah, our lead. I, I guess he's the lead actor um <laughs> yeah yeah hal jordan played by ryan reynolds 
who he's yep, uh, and he's he, just being all Ryan Reynolds y, but like yeah, turned all, up 11. Yeah, like <laughs> all, all, all cocky and yeah, full of himself, yeah. sort of. He's a he's a he's a test pilot, you know, your top gun sort of guy. Mm. Um, working at Ferris Aircraft, which is run by um, Carl Ferris, and his daughter's name is Carol Ferris. Okay. Played, <laughs> played by Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively. I don't know if this is where they met. It might be. Oh, that's his actual wife in yeah, real in, life? Yeah, in real life now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if they met on this movie or if they got married before this movie. Okay. Um, but cool. Oh, yeah, this is probably where they met because this is before they got married. I think he was still with Scarlett Johansson at this time. So, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Scar Scarjo, yeah, yeah. Who is now married to Colin Jost? Uh, yeah, Colin Jost. Yeah, yes. So now, mm-hmm. yep. Weekend update. Uh huh. So, yeah, he's co- he's a cocky pilot. They have like a test thing where we, you know, we meet his like best friend during this scene, who's like running things on the ground. Uh, played by Taika Watiti. Speaking of people who have been involved, yeah, in, been involved and in better superhero movies. That's right. Wasn't he um, Gorg? Yeah, and he was the director of the last two Thor movies. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, well, I didn't really like the last one that much, but no, but, but, but yeah, but, it but was the still, Ragnarok is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Love and Thunder was still better than this. Um. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, mm, totally. Yeah. But anyways, we, we we meet him, a young Taika Waititi. So, yeah. Um, in the comic books, I mean, he he's a um a, a Maori um person, ha, ha, um of New Zealand, you know. Okay. Half half Maori, half Jewish, I guess. And, okay. And um, in the comic books, the character he plays is an, is a is a Inuit. So. Oh. Yeah. I guess they, it, what he said is he says, he says, I guess they just needed somebody that wasn't white or black. So they cast me. Wow. Yeah, that's what he says. Wow. So, yeah. I, I, I believe him. I, I can yeah. totally see it mm-hmm. happening in like the boardroom. Like, uh, uh, yeah, we need like, I don't know, some dude. Like, let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just get a list of actors, you know? And, yeah. And it's like, he's not Inuit, but yeah. Well, close enough he's not white and he's not black so we'll just yeah cast anyway him. and Mau- maori like couldn't be further apart from each other geographically yes but <laughs> like, like i mean like we're talking like, like literally what, 15, yeah. 000, 20 30 000 uh, uh, miles away from each other. yeah <laughs> yeah so anyways and i walk five hundred thousand miles oh sorry <laughs> yeah be the man who yeah, anyway, so yeah, he's in this cockpit being all cocky, all Ryan Reynolds y, you know. And that's why they call it a cockpit. Yeah, they do. Um, he acts all cocky, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, flying too close to the sun, you know, like Icarus. Then the plane ends up fucking up. But then he ends up having some like PTSD memory where his dad died in one of the, he was also a test pilot. Yeah. And the plane exploded for some you know, unknown reason, I guess, or something. And then, like it does. <laughs> Like it does, you know, whatever. Which I just love. Why would the plane just randomly explode? Like, 
were no. That would have been an interesting thing if they like later found out like, oh, someone actually killed your dad. Yeah, like if, they were if, if you tied remembered. it back into the plot somehow. It made yeah, it, that would have actually it that, made. I, I think that there was talk about that. There was supposed to be some kind of like connection to the okay to the Green Lanterns and or the Parallax or something in the past, and you know, it it would have made sense if that's why his dad died and there was some kind of yeah, other than emotional just like connection. Yeah, yeah, it was just a freak accident. Thought was uh-huh. and, then, and he ends up getting like snapping back and then ends up landing the not landing the plane. He pretty much wrecks it. Yeah, thing, and then he gets out. Yeah, he, he saved, parachutes out. Um, like he just destroyed like a was it like a hundred million dollar plane or something like that or yeah, no no big deal. He's just like yeah, he's acting all like yeah, sometimes shit happens and uh, you know and he's I, like I, I like, taught I taught you what your plane can't do. But yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that's what he said <laughs> literally. Like yeah. yeah, and it's like, but nobody wanted to make the plane do that, so yeah. it's like a weird thing to say, but whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's just being all Ryan Reynoldsy, you know, just like way, way too much though. I like, like basically like, this is like pre Deadpool. It's like, yeah, you get almost hints of Deadpool, his personality in this movie, but it's not nearly as like cynical or gruff. Like it's there's cynical, no, there's no, there's almost, no finesse to it. That's the problem. Yeah. It's you just know? like almost like a cockiness, almost in the verge of like whining. Yeah. Like. Whereas Deadpool is, he's just kind of like dead to himself a little bit. <laughs> like, no, like, yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, no pun intended. Where, but you can sort of see like the, the like the the sort of like uh, seeds, yeah, you know, of Deadpool coming from from this uh, great movie, and um, <laughs> and now they have some sexual innuendo here and there. Where you know, um, yeah, the the woman that's is is his boss now, but they used to work together. <laughs> um, as test pilots, I believe. Yeah, and now she's like the boss of the company or whatever. Yeah, well, it's her dad's company, so. Oh, it's right. Yeah, it's her dad's company, but she like runs things. Yeah, for the most part, I think. And then, uh, and, yeah, yeah, she's she the, mentioned the vice, vice president of Ferris Aircraft, and I guess she's been the love, the long love, long time love interest of Hal Jordan. So yeah, yeah. Like, I guess they used to go out or whatever, because she mentioned something about, like, oh, people jumping in your cockpit or whatever, like, ooh. See, see I, the thing I didn't get is this, if they were currently dating or if it was in the past or what was going on. I didn't really. No, I, I thought they were not current. I thought it was, like, a past. Yeah, but I couldn't tell because then later on, like, he kisses her and stuff, and it was just, like, seemed like, I don't know, yeah. like, like, maybe they well, were still dating. I didn't know what, you know. Well, that's that's the thing. You know, when when they, they don't tell you or they don't show you enough and just you don't really know what's going mm-hmm. on, then that's part of the problem. Yeah, that, that, that's the problem. They showed you too much and yeah. then enough at the same time. Because yeah. like key points were missing, but you had too much exposition elsewhere. So yeah. Like seventy five percent of this movie was pretty much just like how like emotionally coming to terms. And with being the Green Lantern, but like not in a good way. Yeah. Like again, like I mean, like I'm not saying like that's not a good thing because yeah, like you know, I don't want to watch superhero films where it's just nothing but action. Like I want to, yeah, but see some kind of thing. But like it was just done like in a like again, like just almost like whining, like like it just it was it, like not really needed to watch. It was exposition like, that didn't make you care about the characters. 
either. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, it, you, you, like you said before, you care more about Hector, who is our villain. Yeah. Than well, you Hector, care about how. Yeah. Well, because Hector had a more interesting backstory. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll talk about him because, yeah. you know, he was like the opposite of how, like, he's not cocky, he's not confident, mm -hmm. you know, he's very much just kind of living within, like, a shell of himself. His dad, you know, was a senator and, you know, wanted to pull string for him to get all these really cool jobs, but, you know, he didn't want to be, you know, like a nepotism case, but then... You know, he couldn't really get, get great jobs on his own or whatever. Yeah. And so dad's like disappointed in him for just being like a, you know, like a, like a junior college chemistry teacher, professor or something like that or whatever, you know. And then he ends up, and his dad ends up pulling the strings to get him to work on, I think it was the body. Okay. We're going to get yeah, so, so, so basically, all over the place. So, so, so what happens is, okay. Um, <laughs> Abin Sir, Abin Sir, whatever it's pronounced, um, fell to the earth looking for a replacement. And uh, this green energy ball basically brings hell there <laughs> as the as the replacement, you know. It, 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 it's, you know, most people know this. That's how, you know, when, when, when you're replacing somebody in a job... That's how you get selected. You know, big energy ball comes and finds you. Big green well, energy ball and then just, you know, takes you to, you know, become the 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 new uh, you know, stalker at Walmart or whatever. Well, yeah, but also we do know that's true because that's what Chris the, the transparent wolf ghost did to Joshua the lion to make him become Joshua from the Bible, Joshua the promised land. Oh yeah, that's true. Threw an energy ball at him, uh -huh. so apparently this is like a universal thing that happens in movies. Maybe these are both part of the same, you know, cinematic universe. I mean, honestly, some of the special effects in this movie were just like a shade better than what we saw in Joshua. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. This uh, this movie cost two hundred million dollars to make. Yep. Yep. In 2011. 200, yeah, 2011. 200 mil. And it's, guess what its box office was? I know it didn't break even. It was 220 million. So it did break even, but yeah, barely. barely. Um, yeah. And it, that was barely enough to pay for the actors, probably, and then, uh -huh. and, and then like nothing else. Yeah. Yep. So we've got that. Um, yeah. So, 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 anyways, what happens after uh, after he's taken there in a big energy ball? <laughs> the or the dude basically like, you know, he gives him like the oath, and then basically just decides that he's a successor. Kind of just weird because like you don't get a choice in the matter apparently. And then he gets the the ring, and you know, get the lantern, which is how you're supposed to charge it. Yeah, but he doesn't know that what that's for until later. And then um I think he goes to his calls up his friend, I think. And yeah, uh, because he needs like, a ride back because he was just taken there randomly by a big energy. Yeah, ball. exactly. Yeah. And he's not really supposed to tell him, but I think he tells him anyway, or the guy finds out somehow. And then um Yeah. He being basically becomes his sort of like his sidekick in a way. Yeah. Like not not so much like a Robin. 
if it's sort of like the guy who like helps them figure out like yeah, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like an Alfred or something in a way. Yeah, like yeah. He just figures out how this stuff works. And, mm-hmm. uh, but then, like that's how we get like like for most of the movie, Hal's just uh, completely resisting this to the point of like uh, like yeah, I understand you're supposed to get some resistance, but it was like most of the movie. <clears throat> He had like all these opportunities to like use the ring or do something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 the it's the um you know the the in in storytelling the refusal of the call. Yeah. Um. That's that you know most heroes have. Um. But that's basically his whole, I don't know, personality. Yeah, it's like literally. <laughs> that's the weird thing too about that because like when they got Lou Skywalker and stuff who refuses to call. Oh. It's like they already had like sort of like a like a heroic streak to them to begin with. Yeah. And they get this call, but then they got like this lack of confidence where they, they just don't think that they're good they're enough. Good yeah. enough for it. But like you know that they're good enough for it. It's just like they don't know they're good for it, good enough for it. But with this character it was like, yeah, he's not good enough for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know. He's 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 a jack off, and he just doesn't deserve to be. Like, he just doesn't deserve it. No, and everyone knows it because when he gets yeah, he gets up to the planet. Oh, uh, <laughs> nobody believes this guy, Halo, is good enough for the job, and like they're right because he's just like doesn't take any of it seriously, and they're like trying to teach him how to, you know, how to use the ring, how to turn it into weapons and shields and whatnot, and. He just he can't come up with anything. He absolutely gets wrecked by. I mean, the the the, the, cock, the cockiness of not wanting to be the be the person and being over cocky in your thing. I mean, that's like I mean, I guess uh, like Doctor Strange kind of had that, but in the MC, yeah, in the he MCU, little... but he, you know, he proved himself worthy at the end. You know, it's like, but this I still don't know. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, he got himself absolutely wrecked by just this, like, big dude who's kind of like trainer, pretty much just, like, kicked your ass mm-hmm. when you're training to make sure that you can actually yeah, fight we, off. Yeah, we, we have our, our, our Green Lantern Corps here, here, and that was uh, Kilowog is his That's name. That's right, yeah. He's kind of a, kind of like, looks like a, uh, like, like a boar or a pig or something. Yeah, he's and, like this big... Yeah, Mike, Michael Clark Duncan voiced him just just prior to his death so yeah. oh wow yeah and then uh we also had um our we had um mark strong as um sinestro who is like this red faced kind of devil looking uh um lantern corps member and yeah he was being set up to be the villain in the next movie that never came which made no absolutely no sense, but apparently there were cut <laughs> scenes where it actually made more sense. But yeah, there... I mean, he he's a villain in the comic books, so it, you know he's like a he's a villain and a hero both. He's like an anti you know because yeah, yeah, he's so... like super serious mm-hmm. and doesn't trust you know Hal at all. He just thinks that the other dude made a mistake for some reason, and, and he just doesn't trust him. He's he's that serious. He's not taking it seriously. He's kind of. Yeah, you Mark... know, joking about the whole thing like it's all a big joke, and it's like, dude, like these people have been around. Well, not these people, but this thing, it's been around for billions of years, and you're sitting there just like cracking, you know, doing wisecracks or whatever. It's like turn off the Ryan Reynoldsy for a little bit, or turn it down. Yeah, and, yeah you and know, actually, Mark, Mark Strong had played uh, Sinestro and went on to play uh, 
Dr. Thaddeus Savannah and Shazam, the villain of that movie. So, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. I did not see that. No, like, wow. Yeah, Thaddeus. Uh-huh. That was a pretty uh-huh. interesting villain. Yeah. And that, and that movie, too. Um, I haven't seen part two of Shazam, but Me I heard it either. wasn't that. I haven't uh, seen it yet, either. I, I'm waiting. It'll be on uh, HBO Max, like, like within a month of it. Hearing yeah. That, that movie... Um, has made less than Green Lantern in theaters already. I yeah. mean, it's only been out a couple of weeks, but it's still. Yeah, that's yeah. two uh, two thousand twenty three money versus two thousand eleven. Yeah, it. Um, I don't know if it's sure. made its money back yet. As as we record here on the thirtieth of March, the movie it opened. I don't know, like a week or week or two ago. Oh no, it it opened on the seventeenth. Yeah. So we've got Been that. Like, oh. Yeah, and its uh, its budget was between 110 to 125 million, less budget than this movie. Yeah, exactly. But it's <laughs> only made 104.1 million so far. Ah, uh, shoot. So it might not make its money back. So yeah, I think people are just having <laughs> superhero fatigue right now. I think that's part of it. I think that and right now with the, um, you know, the way that Warner Brothers is going and they want to basically reboot the whole DC movie universe anyway. So people are kind of like, this is like a, a movie that's just kind of there. That's probably not going to have a sequel or anything like that. So it's nothing to really care about anymore. Well, that's, see, that's the problem with having, and this is kind of a whole other side rant. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the problem I have with having a cinematic universe. It's like, because it's cool and stuff like that, but like, oh. nobody expects standalone movies anymore. Like, like, oh, it's yeah. like a bad. So it's like, like, Shazam needs to have seven movies for it to be worthwhile. Yeah. You can't well, just watch a movie called Shazam and like it. It's got to be part of a huge. Yeah. I mean, you the, know, the, th- the thing with it is, it's like, when the first movie, the first Shazam came out, it was like, it wasn't really touted as part of the overarching DC extended universe at that point. Right. I mean, it did have like a Superman mentioned in there and stuff like that, but it stood on its own and that was fine. The problem with it is, is right now any movies that are being released by DC that are prior to the takeover of the movie unit by uh, James Gunn and, uh, um, what's his name Peter Safran or something um it's uh they're basically kind of just like when uh when you're killing off a sitcom on TV after it got canceled and you just decide to air the rest of the episodes because you know a lot of times people don't watch that like if you find out a show got canceled but hey we're going to have a new episode next week right that's kind of what it, that's what these movies feel like. It's like you know, yeah. The reason being is that if they were just standalone movies, that'd be fine. But we know that they're gonna they're rebooting everything and making it cohesive. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So it's like is what it is, I guess. But uh, it's I mean, yeah. Oh well, it's, I'll still watch the movie. So yeah, yeah. When it comes out on HBO Max, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it just to see how it is. Uh-huh. But but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be better than this movie was. But um, yeah. Even though it costed a hundred million dollars less money in 2023 money as opposed to 2011 money. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know, I guess all that went into the great special effects CGI. Oh no, actually no, because it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, can I talk about the suits, please. I'm dying to talk about the suits. Can I talk about the suits? Um, no, you're not allowed. Damn it! Um, please, I want to talk about suits so badly. Tell you what. If you Venmo right. me right now $5 million, I'll let you talk about I don't have suits. $5 million. I have like 80 cents. <laughs> All right. I guess what? I'll let it slide this time. Okay. We're allowed to talk about suits for free right now. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> These suits are so bad. Like, okay. it's like, it's like the suits like become part of the body type of thing, kind of like Iron uh, uh. Man's suit where like it. You know, like it all like happens like a nanotech type of thing. Where yeah. Puts this, like, you know, what was wrong just was wrong with just wearing a suit like Batman or you know Superman uh-huh. or whatever. It had to be this thing that becomes part of yourself and and like the mask that's just like a little thing around the eyes was supposed to somehow you know conceal his identity. Which is one of the things that I don't like either with Supergirl and stuff, where it's like how does no one know that this is like. Like Cara Dan- Danvers, like yeah. Uh, I mean, like if she just has a little mask on, that's it. Like around her eyes, and like, mm-hmm. like oh, a blonde woman who's got exactly the same facial features and structure as this. But who knows? It's a totally different person. But um, and you know, like it just the way it went over his eyes, it just looked like almost like Bible Man type of. Oh um, yeah. Special effects we're talking here. Which, you when know, when his eyes like, change color, too, when it's on there, and then you, you you know that the whole thing, it's like his eyes were animated, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, eyes... so, so, so it, it's kind of like a thing, like, when you take away the performance of an actor's eyes, it, it's harder for you to believe they're real when you have fake eyes. That's yeah. why, that's why a lot of times when they computer generate people, like, like, uh, like, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin in uh, in Rogue One or something. The eyes weren't quite right. That's what made the character feel in that uncanny valley sort of thing, in my opinion. You know, because the eyes are definitely the you sure. know the window to the soul sort of thing. So yeah, exactly. It's oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, with the soup suck. Um, mm-hmm. Yo, again, we got the Hector stories way more fleshed out. Yeah, so so let's get to that. So, like, basically, Hector sure. yeah. he is, like, you know, kind of a loser. Yeah. But still a good scientist, not necessarily great. Um, He's called in to work on the body of the alien that they find after, uh, after Hal left it there because... He had to, you know, to get out of there. Right, because the... Yeah. Well, because I forgot the, the <laughs> authorities were already driving out there looking yeah. for Adi. <clears throat> so, because um, he couldn't hide the spaceship that he came in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and we also have Amanda Waller, you <laughs> know, who is, is a character in this movie. That's right. Yeah. Um, Played by future... Um, Black Panther actress Angela Bassett. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Who may or may not have been robbed from the Academy Awards this year, depending on who you ask. So, um, well, it's effective. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's a precise. I think the, I think awards are a sham anyway. So, they are. So, (laughs) 
It, yeah, whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but she's running this lab or whatever. Um, you know, she's the head of the Suicide Squad in future movies, played by Vi- yep. Viola Davis later. Um, yeah. Um, in the comic books, though, she's like three hundred some pounds or something usually. So, oh really? Yeah. Um, so they've always cast women that are a lot slimmer to play the role. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a long standing, uh, tradition. Yeah. It's not even (laughs) that. Yeah. I just think that they just reconceived the character for live action. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was interesting, you know, waste of a good actress in this movie. Also, we have Tim Robbins, a good actor playing, yeah, exactly. Play, playing Hector's dad, even though um, Peter Sarsgaard plays uh, plays Hector, he was born in 1971. And um, yeah, uh, where's Tim Robbins at? Um, <laughs> Tim Robbins was born in 1958. Right. Even when I saw them two on screen, they do not like, look like they, they, they're old enough I would to be like, father and son. I'm thinking like Tim Robbins is his older brother. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, me too. Like he's like, you know, 12 years older. It's one of those situations mm-hmm. where we kind of were born, you know, years apart, but it's like, yeah. unless your dad was like 13 when he had, when basically, you know, when he, <laughs> I mean, they, they gave, they gave, uh, Tim Robbins gray hair to make him look a little older, but he's to still, make him look but, a but little he's older, still, but... he's still, I mean, he, he's, he is a good looking guy and he still looks young. So it's like, right. And, and, and for some odd reason, um, I, I, I love, I, I, I love Peter Sarsgaard, but he's always looked older than he is. So it was kind well, of I this weird. He's always looked that way. Yeah. Yeah. He's always looked older. Yeah. Like, like I always thought it was weird that like Peter Sarsgaard, even though he, he is a little older than, um, I, yeah, he's, he's a little older than, uh, than Zach Braff, but he was like playing his like high school buddy and you know in uh, Garden State, right? And I always found that weird because he just seemed like he was like older than Zach Braff, so it was just yeah. But yeah, but, he's always you know, had that rugged look. To yeah, him. the great actor though. I mean, just yeah, totally. Just watch Shattered Glass and you'll see. Oh God, I love that movie. Yeah, so much. <laughs> One of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that was actually our first movie that we ever reviewed. Yeah, we we reviewed it on our, our on, on our old, yeah, yeah. On our old uh, podcast, All Too Real, the the prequel series to this series. Yep. So yeah. Anyways, um, Hector is you know this kind of losery guy, and Hector. we've got uh, but he's brought in to work on that, and he gets exposed to something that I didn't fully understand. Um. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of the yellow fear energy was in his body, I guess. Yeah, when he got when he got wounded and went, then he went down yeah. to earth, and so and some yeah. and somehow the way it affects him is it Badass. made his head keep growing bigger and bigger, like his brain was growing so big that at one point he had to get around in a wheelchair because he couldn't carry his head around. It was well. Yeah. It was sort of like the big head scientist, like, you know, motif. Like, you've yeah. seen a bunch of characters who have, like, a really big yeah. head or whatever. It's kind of like a MODOK and sort of thing, almost. I or thought, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> MODOK. I was thinking, too, maybe 
and they were trying to kind of do a symbolize that like his head's gotten bigger, like meaning he's got more cocky and he's yeah, kind of gone more extreme because unlike uh-huh. Hell, he spent his whole life. I mean, I'm probably reading way too much into this because it's Green Lantern <laughs> yeah. movie, but you know, he spent his whole life being like you know in the shadows and not confident and stuff like that. And suddenly now he's like being able to read people's minds and yeah, you know things like that. So now his head's getting bigger. But to be honest, I'm probably giving that way too too much credit. I don't think they even thought of that when probably. But I mean, who knows? I mean, that might have been the the basis. Like in the um, so so in the comic books, they based all of these characters on um, you know, the the drawings of these characters on people at the time. Um, like uh, Sinestro was based on Peter, um. Oh, I think it was Peter Laurie or somebody. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember now. I gotta, I, I gotta look this up. Keep. Okay, so I found it. The, okay. The uh, the um, the basis for the character of the characters of Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris were based on Paul Newman and Elizabeth Taylor. Okay. Um, Sinestro was based on David Niven. That's who it was, the the British actor. Um, okay. And Hector Hammond was based on Burl Ives. Burl Ives, um, Elizabeth Taylor, and Paul Newman were all in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were still so. So basically, his his name is you know he was based on Burl Ives, and those people yeah. were all in the movie A Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, which came out around the time that they were drawing these characters. So and, they used they used the likeness of Paul Newman, Elizabeth Taylor, Burl Ives, and then uh, David Niven for those characters. So, okay, yeah. So look those people up, and. Uh, See how they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see how they... <laughs> see if they look like them. Yeah. So, um, anyways, <laughs> uh, he's... So, so he's a loser guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's not really a loser. He's just, you know, he's just not confident. I mean, he's got, like, yeah. you know, a good job and stuff. I mean, it's not like, yeah. you know... But you care about him because they, they realize that his dad is kind of, like, one of these... You know, oh. typical, you know, powerful men who yeah, like pull some strings, you know, to get you a good job. And he doesn't want that. He wants to make his own way. But of course, yeah. he doesn't make his own way to be some great thing. So if Dad's disappointed in him, you know, and so whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, he basically um ends up uh. He he ends up at one point trying to kill his dad with his telekinetic uh, telekinetic um, powers. Um, mm-hmm. at this party by sabotaging his helicopter. <laughs> at this massive party that they have, um, um, and he he kind of like brings parallax into the view parallax view. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> Because that's a thing, parallax. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like he's sort of like in communication <laughs> with parallax at this point. Yeah, kind of. 
and he can kind of read people's minds and stuff too. So he starts, you know, reading people's minds at this party and, you know, he, um, basically at the, at the party, Hale ends up using his powers and he saves the Senator and he also saves Carol, who is put into peril. Carol is put into peril. Yeah. Carol put into peril. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> and, and Carl. So, yeah. Owns them. Yeah. Yeah. So the following night after that, we've get, um, Hal visits Carol's home in costume. Yeah. And she immediately recognizes him and says, you know, yeah, I've seen you naked. I know who you are. That's <laughs> good. Because that's how you can tell who people are. Yeah. Even though their face, whatever. Yeah. I have I mean, a hard time recognizing anybody I haven't seen naked. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do kind of think that was interesting. Oh, yeah, I know I got the joke. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I got. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to act like I didn't get it. But um, no, I got gotcha. you. Um, I was just trying to say I forgot, but um, I did like how they kind of broke the fourth wall a little bit by her like saying like like how would I not recognize you when you just have like a little strip of yeah you know around eyes or whatever you know. Yeah, that's one of the things that's always bothered me. It's like you, you know, it, it's it's like the whole, you know, Clark Kent has glasses on so we don't recognize him thing. Like we were yeah. talking earlier with like 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 Supergirl, you know, all she doesn't even have, you know, I mean I guess she puts glasses on when she's Kara, but you know, sometimes, but not always. That won't she <laughs> I think they in the Arrowverse, they finally explain that where it's like something to do, like they kind of just have like this aura about yeah. them. Where just people like can't really see them for how they are or something like that. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, but the, the the ones that are harder is like you know Robin with his little like you know domino yeah. mask, you know, which you can't. It's like okay, yeah, that's that's obviously you know Dick Grayson, you know. Um, it's like yeah. or something, you know. In the other thing that always bothered me too about about the movie adaptation of like like Batman, for example. He would put on his cowl, and then all of a sudden, the it, there was black paint around his eyes. Oh! But then he takes it off, and it's not there. <laughs> they finally, in the Robert Pattinson bat, the Batman, when he takes off his mask, he has the black mat the makeup on around his eyes. Yeah, and it's starting to like you know bleed off because of sweat and whatnot. They finally got it right. Yep. <laughs> it only yep. took it only took like five million Batman movies for them to get that right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we've got this uh, you know, anyways, he, he he visits her, she figures out who he is. Um uh she uh, she also gets upset when Hal tells her that he he quit the Green Lantern Corps because he was basically felt like he wasn't good enough. He was kind of made to feel like he wasn't good enough by Sinestro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um. Then uh, Hector uses his telekinesis to su- successfully kill his father by burning him alive. <laughs> it shouldn't be laughing, but no, he he also you know he's. Just trying to, he, he, uh, 
he had elevated um, Amanda Waller like high above the floor. And as she's falling, Hal arrives and saves her. But, you know, he was too late to save the senator again. And, um, and, and I mean, the, the powers of, of, of I've never, I, I'll just tell you this. I've, I've never been a fan of Green Lantern, like in the comics or on oh, anim- yeah. animated shows. Just his, his superpower that he can create random things and stuff. It's just, I don't know. It seems a little convenient to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, did you have like, other sub stories like the black ring and like the yeah. yellow ring and you kind of like you get like different hours of stories around those those are kind of cool but yeah well it there's i guess especially this version of the powers just seem where you can create you know guns and you can create a pool of water or you can create, you know, a, an airbag if you wanted or whatever, you know, it's just, yeah. He couldn't come up with shit. Yeah. Like Hot Wheels thing. Yeah. That's how he saved. That was like the one time in the whole movie where he actually used his powers to do anything. We're like 75% in the movie at this point. Yeah. And he finally used it to actually do something cool. And now we got 25% left of the movie. Just one other cool thing. And that movie's over pretty much. I mean, yeah. it was like, you only did two things in the whole movie. Yeah, it's like they they go on. He, he's like, ends up, uh, at one point, Hector ends up uh, kidnapping Carol so she can play her damsel in distress role that, you know. Or, or Carol in Peril. Carol is, Carol in Peril. That should be a comic book itself. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's just her, like you know, tied to a train track or, you know, but, hanging off the cliff of a mountain. Um, yeah. you know, just different things where then you know, either Hal or another superhero saves her. You know, right? <laughs> It'd be like, oh, Carol's in peril again, and they're at the you know Justice League headquarters, and it's like, oh, okay. yeah, you got this one, Bruce. Yeah, I'll go get her. Um, you know. <laughs> How about you, Clark? You can get her this week? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what if that's actually her, like, job, though, is to basically be, like, a damsel in distress in order to, like, test other people's ability to save people? <laughs> like, that is her Carol in peril. And, like, we can have a whole thing where, like, like she's always kind of, like, very, like, pessimistic about it. Like, oh, like, I got all these other abilities, but I always got to, you know, yeah. basically to make it into like a feminist type of like like uh critique of like you know superhero stuff like like you know i could be doing all these other things but i gotta you know tie myself to some train tracks or whatever <laughs> of course don't say that because they don't get the anti-woke theories to like oh yeah have a bring in your reason over it or something like that like no the um anyway yeah she does she this. does become a, a superhero in the comics um herself all right yeah um She's uh Star Sapphire. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a character who like has I guess she she's kind of a his name uh they are usually villainous though, so she does have superpowers, but she's like 
Star Sapphire, I guess, becomes kind of villainous. So, yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just reading the Wikipedia right now. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the comics, uh, she ends up uh, fighting the Green Lantern and stuff. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was at this point, like, <laughs> what's that? Like, who knows at this point yeah. what they're thinking of, like, just making stuff up. Yeah. Comic books are fun. Um, yep. <clears throat> just like soap operas and, like, wrestling stories, you know? They're all just, oh, yeah. you know, kind of crazy. Of, like, one week I mean, somebody's a villain, the next week you care about them, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um. So, anyways, the whole, uh, there's a big battle where, um... Hal gives, basically says, hey, he takes off his ring and says to Hector, hey, you know, here, you want it, you know? You can be, he's like, because he's all, like, upset because he's like, oh, it's always you that gets all the, you know, good stuff. And so he, right. gives, he gives him the ring, and then he just like, oh, I forgot to tell you, you, you know, you, it doesn't work if you're, uh, if you're not chosen. So. Like, oh, so he doesn't, you know, powers don't work really well for him. But uh, Parallax is there, too, just about to kill everybody. Um, Hal, loses, Hal, Hal ends up getting the ring back because he ends up saving Carol. Carol gives him, throws him the ring, he puts it on, and then he's able to save the day. And he ends up uh, killing, you know, Parallax... By getting him caught in uh, the sun's gravitational pull or something. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, that, damn it. Yeah. And plus, too, we find out earlier. It doesn't matter anymore because the plot doesn't make any sense. But yeah, we found out earlier, a little bit earlier, that Parallax actually used to be one of the, like, priests or whatever they are. About who are the, kind of... Oh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the old weird-looking people in the circle. <laughs> they're supposed to be like, I guess, I don't know what the council, I don't know what they're supposed to they're do. They're called but, uh, the, uh, where are they? They're the, um, oh, what are they called? Something. Guardians of the universe or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're the guardians. They used to be one of yeah. them. They're so, the guardians of the universe, not to be confused with the guardians of the galaxy. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole the whole reason why the yellow stuff comes in the in the play is that it turns out that there are different rings. It's not just green yeah. ring. And that and that his idea was that I think I think they were up against like a really powerful foe, and he didn't think that the green the green ring would work alone. So he heard about the yellow ring, and he wanted to utilize its powers along with the green ring so that they can defeat whoever just I don't don't even remember who it was something but then the the yellow ring is too chaotic for most people to handle so it usually ends up just kind of like possessing the person to do like its bidding as opposed to the green ring which is you're supposed to have like the willpower to make it do what you want it to do yeah and so he ended up becoming evil because the the ring took over, kind of like almost like literally like the Lord of the Rings, precious like, and like 
literally, you know. <laughs> and and, and the, the special effects in this movie were so far superior to the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. Um, it, so, it was like, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings was basically just a, you know, like cardboard cutouts and stuff, right? Yeah, it was totally, I mean, come on, yeah. Wait. Yeah, so he kills this parallax guy, like, throwing him into the sun, and then everyone's like, oh, I guess you were the chosen one. We were wrong. And then even Sinistro is like, you know, begrudgingly like, oh, you proved yourself, <laughs> whatever. And then we're like, yeah. And then, and then, you know, everyone lives happy ever after. He's with Carol and Carol. And then Hector's dead, of course. And then, you know, that's it. Then we get this, this screen cut at the end where. Yeah, we get a mid credit scene. <laughs> yep. Uh oh. It's what, what happens, Mike? What happens at the end credit? Sinestro takes the yellow ring and places it on his finger, no. causing his green suit and eyes to turn yellow. No. <laughs> what <is> that? <laughs> Didn't he learn the lesson already? Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, no. it's a piece of shit. But, um. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, like, um, like I said, I mean, the special effects, it's like, okay, Jurassic Park came out in 1994. Yeah. Or somewhere around there, I could be I think it was off. 93, actually. Maybe it was 93. I, I could be off by a year or two, yeah. And, but, but think about how, you know, long before this movie came out, that those effects were just, like, amazing, and, and they still hold up to this day, pretty much. Oh, I know. Um, And then you have, like, the Lord of the Rings movies and the Harry Potter movies and other other movies that have like this great special effects. Really? Prior to this movie coming out, and then this is what we get. With a two hundred million dollar budget. I know. It's like I don't know. It's wild, man. Um I'm I'm curious, like, um, Like, uh, where is it? The Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which came out in 2001, right? 2001 was a $125 million budget. Okay. And that's like 11 years. I mean, like, I mean, 10 years before the other one. Um, what was one that what was like the okay? Let's uh, let's see the okay, like okay. Deathly Hallows Part Two. Let's see what the that was a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget, so fifty million dollars more than this movie. Yeah, and that was released in the same year. That was, I think, July 2011, I think. Yeah, so the same year, you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit more budget, but guess what the box office was on that movie? Oh, I know that was a lot of money that yeah. they made on that uh-huh. one. $1.342 billion. They At that time, I think it was the highest grossing yeah. film. Yeah, so... I don't know, it's <laughs> just, it's just interesting to see the different budgets on movies and how... You, you honestly wouldn't think that this movie and Deathly Hollows Part Two would have that close of a budget, 
and it also be released the same year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's, it's just wild, crazy. Man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Green Lantern Kilo, I think it was like in May or April. Yeah. Of the same um, year. So they were being made right around the same time. And it's just yeah. like, I was trying to think of movies that were out around the same time. And that's why I thought of the Harry Potter series. But yeah, it's like with big, with uh, special effects, you know, it's just weird. Um, yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just so weird. What are your, any other thoughts you have? Uh, no, just, well, just one more. So yeah. the other, one, the other plot holes was that uh, apparently, uh, 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 Hal, Carol and Hector had known each other since they were kids and they just kind of dropped that at one point. Yeah. It's like, okay. The woman who played Carol was 23 years old at the time and Ryan Reynolds was 36. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you tell me too, you know, Peter Starsberg just looks older than he is oh, anyway. Yeah. So it's like, there's no way. Yeah, mm-hmm. he may have been like a uh, senior in high school when they were in like the first grade or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, here, here's a better example from that same year of movies. But I was looking things up. Transformers Dark of the Moon. Okay. Which had really good special effects. Say what you want about the plot, whatever. Hey. Its budget was $195 million. Hey. So $5 million less. Pirates of the Caribbean wow. on Stranger Tides had a lot bigger budget. Um, sorry, that one's not a good example. But like uh Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol had a budget of 145 million. Oh wow. That year. Um Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's just like okay, in fast five. Fast and the Furious, $125 million budget. So this movie had bigger budgets than, you know, a Fast and the Furious movie a, and a Transformers movie. And a Mission Impossible movie. Mm-hmm. All of which used decent special effects, especially, I mean, a lot of special effects, especially Transformers. Because, I mean, it's just weird to me that, like, I mean, like Optimus Prime looked real to me. But the characters in this movie did not. So, no, like, not even close. Yeah. And these were humanoid characters and not a fucking Yeah, they weren't car. robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool if they maybe would maybe who knows, maybe the new DCU, maybe you know, maybe they'll redo it with, you know, better a better story and better Well there's there's they were uh, Greg Berlanti was at one point, and I don't know who if there's. I think somebody else he left the project, but he was at one point de- de- uh, developing a HBO Max television series about the Green Lantern. Oh, it's right. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. With um, but, um to be with the dude who played um, uh, John uh, Diggle, right? Um, I think they were going to go in a different direction because they were going to go with a different Lantern than John Stewart. Oh, okay. One. Um. But the, uh, yeah, back in October, they announced it's being re- redeveloped. It lost, uh, its writer. Um, 
it's now going to focus on John Stewart, but I don't think that it's going to be connected to the Arrowverse at all. It sucks so, because they built that whole thing up with yeah, but finding out that his stepdad's last name is Stewart. Yeah, I think they weren't allowed they, to make him the Green Lantern, so they never did. It's just so dumb because they yeah. even had the thing at the end of yeah. Arrow where he sees yeah. this spaceship crash and you see this green glow. I mean, it's obvious what they were building up, you know. And he, he's also, I haven't been keeping up with it, but he's also in uh, Superman and Lois a lot. And he's like the only character besides Superman and Lois that hasn't been recast from the Arrowverse. Right. So he's he's like an alternate version of himself, but still played by the same. It's just stuff. So I, I, yeah. I, I haven't been uh, I, either. I, I don't know. I, 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 need, watched... I need to catch yeah. up with that stuff, but yeah. But yeah, I do think for quite a while there, I mean, they, they kind of lost their way somewhat in the Arrowverse, but the Arrowverse was the definitive DC storytelling, in my opinion, better it than, was. I mean, all these, all these Snyder fanboys, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. Zack Snyder is a good filmmaker, but I think some of the things he was doing in the DCEU weren't going well. I mean... He had they they had their own issues when he had he got his kid died and he left the Justice League and then JJ fucking Abrams not JJ Abrams I mean Joss Whedon Joss fucking Whedon took it over yeah. and yeah that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that guy yeah <laughs> and um I mean Joss Whedon has some good television shows out there I'm in the middle of one right now that he co-created so I'm I'm in the middle of watching Agents of Shield again um so. But still, also Buffy. But yeah, you know, he's Buffy, shit, so. Buffy and Angel, and yeah. yeah. But he's supposedly a misogynistic asshole sometimes, which is, yeah, which is really weird to me because he created probably one of the most definitive female characters in television history. Well, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, like. Maybe that's what he wanted mm-hmm. to be like. So he kind of, yeah. Maybe that was his way of sort of like, maybe, like, um, almost like an act of contrition. Like he knows he's bad in real life, so maybe he makes strong female characters that sort of like counteracts. I don't know. I'm just wondering. You know, that's okay, weird. Okay, like so, that. So I found a more recent article about the 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 Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern television series. It's actually yeah. this is the latest on it. It's an HBO series called Lanterns, centered around the Green Lanterns. It is set to be pushed into the forefront of the DCU's first chapter. And here is everything fans should know. Blah blah blah. Which Green Lanterns will it focus on? It's uh, going to focus on Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Okay. Um. Uh, lanterns will revolve around the two of them investigating a mystery um, that Peter Safran uh, describes as a terrestrial based one that ties into the DCU overall story. Um, so it's going to be probably Earth based more than in space. Hey. Yeah. More um, than in space, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, Lanterns is confirmed to be separate from Greg Berlanti's Green Lantern series for HBO Max, which is no longer moving forward. So 
Berlanti series is dead altogether. Yeah. So Lanterns is the new thing that they're doing. So I don't know. They, my opinion, they should have given Greg Berlanti some kind of like, uh, I don't think he should have been instead of James Gunn necessarily the head of DCU, but they should have given him some kind of like high position there. I think he's still got like an overall deal with Warner brothers and like contract type stuff, but he's also, you know, he's, he's created other TV shows like you on Netflix and, uh, yeah. And you know, some more dramas and stuff that I can't think of off the top of my head, but yeah, stuff outside of the, the um dc universe and stuff he's you know he, he also did that uh like love uh love simon and stuff like that movie and whatnot yeah um yeah okay. i don't know which one love simon or what like there's a tv show spinoff of the movie one of them is called love simon the other one's called love something else and i can't remember which one is first so i have yet to watch either one i'm sorry folks but yeah <laughs> But yeah, he, he's he's a good writer and he's got a lot going for him, you know, and hopefully I just wish he had more of a say in the in the trajectory of the DCU. Right. So Yeah. Because he's proven himself to be able to do you know, good comic book storytelling. Okay. I mean Anyways, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Any other thoughts here on the um, Green Lantern? No, I just want to put a pin in that chapter of my life of thinking about the Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Well, I tell you what, I'll let you talk about the suits all you want, but all you got to do to talk about suits is watch this movie five more times. No, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I can't do it. So you can never talk about the suits in this movie ever again, then. Fine. Is that a good deal? No. <laughs> you can talk oh. about them all you want. Okay. There's this thing <laughs> called freedom of speech, man. That's right. Free speech. <laughs> I'm not going to let the, the wokesters. You're not. I'm not going to cancel you, man. Oh, no. I'm not going to let wokeism that... take away my freedom. <laughs> I'm not going to let it happen. Anyways, um, <laughs> folks, if, if if you feel like it, um, be sure to like share the show if you want to help us out. There's ways that you can help out the show. You can you can share the show. I'm not telling anybody to do this, by the way. It's a suggestion. Hey. Just want to make that clear. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because you're not allowed to do that. So yeah, I you're not you're not you're not allowed to promote yourself. No, so. I guess not. <laughs> just just a rule. Yeah, according to Facebook, you're not allowed to. <laughs> not Facebook itself, not like Meta, not like the company. Yeah, just random people on there. Anyway, so um, yeah, you can you know help us out um by uh you know if you want to make sure that we continue to provide this excellent content um <laughs> you can share the show um subscribe um go to all 2 real2.com you can find all that stuff there um 
go to our T public, go to our uh, Patreon. Those are ways to help out, you know. And, you know, just tell a friend. Tell a friend. One. If you like the show, tell, the, tell your friend. Yeah, if you like it, yeah. Yeah. And don't if you, like it, then yeah, and if no you want to, again, I am not telling anybody to do any of this <laughs> stuff. Nobody <laughs> is forcing you to do this. And if you want us to share anything on our page or anywhere else, you can send it to us. And we'd be willing to do that within reason. And yeah, we, we promote other people's stuff all the time, but apparently that's bad too. So that well, no, according, <laughs> uh, apparently we don't do that. Oh, that's right. We don't, mm-hmm. we have not promoted my ex guitar teachers album and, and, and tour. And, um, we have not promoted, uh, heck even mentioned big channels that don't even need mentioning, but no. I just wanted to say it because I liked an episode they had, you know, whatever. <laughs> And in our show notes for the past, you know, few years, we have not had a bunch of charities listed. Oh, no. No. no, no. Those, those have not been there. Nope. <laughs> but they are. So here, now that I'm mentioning them, check those out because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that could use help these yeah. uh, times of the world that are good, bad, and indifferent, you know, people struggling with things, um, whether it be health or political issues or you know socialist issues whatever it is there's ways to help that are listed in the show notes right there right there can't see what i'm doing but i'm doing this whole like hand motion thing where i'm saying they're right there you can (laughs) see them anyways so (laughs) folks sorry little tangent there anyways um and and again another thing thank you for listening to the show we appreciate you and um, remember to be good, recycle, be kind to each other. Remember that I love you and Sesame loves you. Uh-huh. And until next time, bye bye Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.